Hello, friends. I hope you're out there enjoying the sun. I know I sure am today. Because for the first time in forever, I can enjoy it without a sensitivity to light, which I have had for so long. It's amazing. Um, and the reason for that is I had this medical procedure done yesterday called a nerve ablation surgery or a nerve block where they basically stick needles into my occipital nerves in the back of my head and they inject uh, a numbing agent called lidocaine. So the nerves running up from like the base of my skull all the way to like the crown of my head are all completely numb right now and it is amazing. Um, it was an interesting feeling at first because I was like super, super numb for the first like couple of hours, like like my whole head was numb. But now that that has worn off like it should, um, I woke up this morning without a headache and without the pressure in my skull and without my head pounding. And it's amazing how much more energy it has given me. I'm less nauseated. I have more of an appetite. I have more energy and I have less sensitivity to light. It's not very often that I will like burst open all of the curtains in my house. My kids call us vampires because I like to live in the dark. So I'm really hopeful uh, for for my head's sake that we've found something to bridge the gap between uh, my Botox injections because they were starting to wear off sooner and sooner because I've been getting them done for my migraines for the past couple of years. So, so now I can kind of layer the Botox injection procedure with this nerve ablation procedure and have them done probably um, alternatingly between a month or a month and a half apart and it'll be it'll be great. They're uncomfortable procedures but just like they say they're uh, is beauty and pain or whatever that saying is I can't think of it right now but sometimes uh, things worth having are worth fighting for or suffering through and this is just a great analogy of that that in order for me to have more migraine free days or days free of um, nausea or dizziness or um, low energy chronic pain I have to go through some of that intense pain and uncomfort during the medical procedures that I have to have done. So yeah, anyway, this podcast was not meant to be about my health, but that's why I may seem a little more chipper than normal. Um, this podcast is another good one I thought would be good in general and during this COVID crisis of a pandemic where we are all stuck at home with the people that we love the most. I was speaking with uh, the bishop of my church. I'm a leader in my church, so we have weekly leadership meetings. Uh, now they're on Zoom. They used to be in person uh, before church on Sunday mornings, but now we just do them on Zoom. And he was sharing with us some really sad news that he had been hearing from other bishops throughout our city and that there was a lot more domestic violence happening lately, um, a lot more um, family quarrels and conflicts happening and I know that I've actually read an article uh, that people in China that have had dealt with this pandemic a while back um, are suffering from a higher rate of divorce 
because they've been self-isolating with their families and with their spouses in such close quarters, they were starting to see more conflicts and contentions. And that's really sad. And I, I don't like that. So because of that, um, I came across uh, one of uh, a role model, I guess I should say. I can't even say that I've read her books, but she is uh, an artist. I'm just trying to look up her information as I talk to you guys right now. Uh, she's she's an author. She's written a couple books. Uh, she's written three books, it looks like. Uh, one's called Wildly Optimistic. One is called More Than the Tattooed Mormon. And the last one is called Cheers to Eternity. And I don't know what the order is. I'm just reading uh, her bio here. But her name is Al Caraway. And she is uh, a Latter-day Saint, like myself. And she came up with some really awesome ideas of ways to um, better your relationship with your partner or your spouse. So I wanted to share some of them with you and then just share my own little tidbits about them. Uh, So one of them was have sex often. Healthy sex often. Healthy means it's never one-sided it's never abused, and it's never selfish. Always communicate, be transparent, and open, and talk about it with them. This is very much a together thing, or it will not work the way it's meant to. That is so true. I have never talked about sex on my podcast, but I am a firm believer and advocate of of healthy sex. I think it is so important for partnerships and relationships and um, is such a special and sacred way to bond together with your partner in crime. So number two is never watch an episode of your show without one another. I so agree when I read this. I have never read any of her books, but I'm like, she is my person. Like, I have always felt that way. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm not really that much of a TV person or because my love language is quality time, but I have always hesitated to watch any television shows without my husband. And it's it's just a thing that I have. Just like I'll never go to bed without my husband. I always want him beside me. The poor man has to like listen to podcasts quietly or like work on his phone quietly after I've already fallen asleep because I need so much sleep. And he likes to get work done or get reading done or listen to articles or podcasts in the middle of the night (laughs) or really late at night to me. But he is so wonderful and he knows that things like that are so important to me. So we will never go without watching a show together and uh, I haven't told very many people this but he's actually in self-isolation right now in his basement because a co-worker of his was tested positive for COVID-19 so he has to be in our basement for 14 days so it's been a little rough around here we haven't really told very many people that just because there's a stigma around it he is not displaying any symptoms or anything like that but we'll even um, do something that we used to do back in the days when we were dating when we were both single parents and our kids were at home with us asleep at like seven o'clock and we would call each other up and be like okay let's watch this show one two three start it and so we've been doing that lately and we'll watch a show together at the exact same moment at the exact same time Um, so we can still text each other or FaceTime each other and laugh about it and still do our commentary, even though we're not physically together watching it. So I really liked that one. So number three, 
tell them about your feelings as you're feeling them. Don't hold them in and let them build up. I think that's so important. I remember a really long time ago, I was listening to an audio book uh, by John, by the way. That's actually his name, John, by the way. And um, he talked about something called content communication. And ever since I heard that, I feel like that was back in like 2006. Um, in my previous marriage, we listened to that on a car trip. And I learned a lot from that and that content communication means you communicate exactly the content that you want to communicate. You say exactly what you want. You don't hint drop. You don't beat around the bush. You say exactly what you want. And there is power in that openness and that honesty. And I really do feel like that is so important that we we really need to discuss our feelings with one another especially it has to do with the other person make sure we're doing it at a good time and we're doing it uh, with pure intentions so number four make sure they're always your go-to person and tell them the things first whether it's good news feelings questions struggles goals your go-to above your parents your friends etc I think that's so important and I don't know if everybody follows that one. I know I do. Um, I don't have very many girlfriends. I never really have. Um, I have a couple girls I get together with monthly, um, but they're always very intentional meetups and we discuss uh, certain topics and things like that. Um, So we kind of stay away from the more, um, I don't want to call it frivolous, but we stay away from those heartfelt feelings and struggles and things like that um, unless we've already discussed them with our spouse because I do think that that is another very good emotionally bonding tool is to share those important things that are the closest to your heart with your partner in crime because that's he's my best friend he's my mentor he's my coach he's my counselor he's my therapist he's my whatever you want to call him he's who whose opinion matters most to me. So I will always talk to him above anybody else, anybody. And I mean that. Um, And I don't know if that's why I don't have very many close girlfriends. I think I have lots of girlfriends, but I don't have any that I confide my true deep, dark feelings with on a regular basis because that's what my husband is for. Uh, Number five, when an argument is over and done, let it always be done. Don't bring it back up against them in the future. Forgive quickly and forget quickly. I love this one and I feel like this is one that not only is it so important with our spouses, it's just important with any relationship in general. And something I believe in my faith is um, that Jesus Christ did die for me. And when he died, he sacrificed and he took upon himself all of the sins that I have uh created is that the right word sins that I have done or will do and all of the sins of others and all of the things that have like the the sins that have been been sinned against me or the hurts that I have felt because of other people and that's an important part about that him dying for me is called the atonement and I know that that is called the enabling power of the atonement when I can know that somebody hurt me even if they didn't mean to hurt me or if they did intentionally mean to hurt me I can forgive because I 
can apply that enabling power of the atonement to know that Heavenly Father, or Jesus, I should say, died on the cross for me. He suffered in Gethsemane for me. He took away all of that hurt and pain and suffering I went through uh, in my first marriage, things that were done wrongly against me that broke my heart. I don't have to personally all by myself as an individual human being. I don't have to find it in myself to forgive. I just have to have faith and let go and let God take over and know that the forgiveness in the long run is up to him in the last days of judgment or whatever you want to call it. That's that's not up to me. I just have to have the faith to know that I can let it go. So I always have um, processed conflicts uh, in a healthy way and quickly because I do know that um, I can ap- apply the atonement to any little conflict that I have in my life. And I love that. So number six, it is always better to be kind and understanding than to be right. This is one thing I absolutely love about my husband. He is so good at that. Yes, he's stubborn. Yes, he is a very knowledgeable and intelligent person. Uh, That is his personality trait as well. He's Mr. Knowledge. He's Mr. Intellect. He's almost done his dissertation for his doctoral degree. So he's got the credentials behind him, guys. He's a really, really smart guy. And anyone who knows him knows that I'm right. He's very good at dealing with people and he's very good at allowing other people to always feel like they are right. And because of that, he's really good at creating uh, lasting relationships with other people. He's such a good people person and he's such a good example. Um, And he knows that it's um, more important to be kind than it is to be right. It's not very often at all that I'll ever hear him say, see, I told you so, or, or brag about that fact. Number seven, don't take things so seriously. I love this one. I don't know if it's because of all my chronic health issues or the hurts or trials that I've suffered through, but I've really had to gain a resilience and I've done so through a sense of humor. And um, I know that some of my my church leaders, stake presidents, whoever they may be, will um, actually compliment me for my sense of humor, uh, despite all of the, the things that I go through uh, on a daily basis. And there's no other way to do it. We have to laugh. Laughing is good for you. It's the best medicine. Number eight, never view your partner as a business partner and every bit as a best friend. A best friend on the most wild and amazing adventure that will last into a completely new world with God. How cool is that? I was uh, married to my husband and a year later we were sealed in the temple and we believe that that sealing is made uh, through time not just till death do us part but for all eternity and that's what she's talking about when she wrote that this wild and amazing adventure will last into a completely new world with god we believe that we will live past this earth life onto a new life in the world to come and that's eternity that's uh truly living together and being together forever Uh, number nine express gratitude for the small things and tell each other really stupid jokes 
one thing that my husband has on his phone, which I don't have because I see him scrolling through and I'm like, wow, that's a waste of time. Yet he never goes on Facebook and I'm scrolling through Facebook and he's probably like, wow, Teddy, that's a waste of time. But he has this app called Imager and it's spelt weird. It's like I-M-G-R. It's got like no vowels other than the first I. But there's just some stupid funny stuff on there. Like it's funny. And he will often send them to me and we laugh together and so yeah I really I really like that one that makes me that makes me laugh um express gratitude for the small things one thing when I first met my partner is I'm like wow you are so nice and he would compliment me often so when she says express gratitude for small things express small things that you appreciate that your spouse or partner does for you um I just realized this doesn't just apply to spouses, guys. Just anyone that you're living with right now or any relationships you have, this will work on anybody, right? Not just spouses. Yeah, just express. And he was really good at that right away when we first started getting to know each other. We weren't even dating yet, but he would just express small little uh, things that he appreciated about me. And I was like, wow, you are so nice. I am so not used to this. All right, number 10. There are, how many are there here? 15 it looks like so number 10 of 15 it's good to it's great to be good for each other but it's more important to be good to each other oh I like that one it's good to be good for each other I think it's more important to be good for yourself though like always be bettering yourself for your sake um, for the intention of your heart not for pleasing your spouse um, more important to be good to each other. I love that. That's where kindness comes in. I'm such a huge, firm believer that kindness is key and it is everything, especially in this world of uncertainty right now. Just be kind. We're all going through stuff behind the scenes. Just be kind. It's that simple. Number 11, our feelings are not any more important or any more valid than theirs. So what you're feeling is real and valid to you just as much as what they are feeling is real and valid to them. I've been told that in, um, uh, how can I, how can I explain a patriarchal blessing? A patriarchal blessing is a special and spiritual and very personal and individual blessing that I am given as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Most of us get them when we're around 14 or old enough or mature enough to truly understand the meaning behind the blessing. Every individual who's baptized as a member has the opportunity to get this patriarchal blessing. And it is a blessing given by the laying on of hands by a patriarch. And there are only so many patriarchs in the city. And it is a very special role, a leadership role in the church that uh, an elderly man usually will, will take on. And in your patriarchal blessing, it will talk about the blessings that you will get in this life if you are righteous and um, follow the promptings of the Spirit and, and the intentions of your heart that God has placed there for you. So in my patriarchal blessing, it talks about the importance for me to listen to my partner as much as I seek counsel from my partner and that's already always really um, stood out to me and I've always tried to make a point of making sure 
that my spouse knows that their feelings are just as valid as mine and taking that time to listen when it's appropriate and speak when it's the right time to do so. Number 12, make menial things together important like grocery shopping together. I think we're pretty good at that. We usually will make dinner together. Now me with my postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which basically means all of my blood pools at my feet because my circulation sucks. Um, I'll sit on the little bar stool and I'll do all the chopping and be the little sous chef and he'll always be the one standing at the stove because he can handle standing for normal periods of time where I can't stand longer than five minutes without needing to sit down or pass out. It's pretty silly. But just those little things like preparing meals together or watching shows together, um, doing our click and collect grocery list together, uh, then he'll have to go pick them up or I'll go pick them up in the car. Um, it's really fun and maybe it's fun to me because I'm a quality time person, but I do think that quality time is so important for couples and for, for anyone, any relationship needs, needs that quality time. Okay. Number 13, take the long way home to talk more or listen to another feel good song. I like that one. Sometimes lately we'll just go for drives. I know we were going to do that on our anniversary. Just take a drive, listen to some good music. We love music in the car. Uh, We even do it with our kids that we uh, take turns playing DJ and we each pick a song. We'll say, okay, Taya, what song do you want? Okay, she wants Life is a Highway. Play it. Okay, Ella, what song do you want? Something from the Beatles. Okay, let's play it. Then it's my turn. I'll usually pick uh, Faith or something. Because you gotta have faith, faith, faith that. And then Michael will pick something of the alternative uh, hard rock nature. So yeah, just those little things. And we enjoy the songs that we all love. Now, do I always love the songs that Taya or Ella choose or Michael? No. But the important thing is that we are spending that time listening to something that's important to them. And we're doing it together. All right. Where are we at? Number 14 cheers your cups together before you eat. Michael and I uh, are from different backgrounds. He is Czech and I am Italian. So we will do that. Usually we'll do it when uh, the meaning feels right or we do it with our entire family and we'll do a little toast. Um, And he'll say, oh, what does he say? Czech is such an interesting and fascinating language to me and I can't remember what he says but he says something and then I say salute because that's how you say cheers in in Italian but it's just a fun little thing to do just making light of it it's just fun always a reason to celebrate I think that's why I love uh, celebrating and decorating for holidays so much I love any little reason to be happy and last but not least number 15 smile at the quirks and look for the good in each other. Ah, I like that. We have some dry erase markers in our bathrooms. The girls have one and we have one and we will often write out little notes to each other or compliments we see uh, to each other and like I said, Michael has always been so good at Uh, telling me things that he appreciates about me and I always try to reciprocate and I try to do it with my children as well. I try to do it with every relationship. Again, all of these things can be used in any relationship and I challenge you to use this for your partner or your spouse or another relationship. Write them down, track them, take notes and let me know how it's been going for you guys. 
Um, I hope you're all doing really well. I hope that you're staying healthy and you're staying safe. And until next time, see you later.